Hello and welcome to the Backhanders, bringing you all the ins and outs from the great game of tennis. Here on this podcast, we cover each tennis slam and we are unafraid to slam tennis. My name is Lightning and with me, a man who needs no introduction. Over to you now. Yeah, this is Catters and uh, thank you, Lightning. I'm... Oh, yes. That's, yeah. uh, Lightning, you've got me at a difficult time of the day, I would say. I'm a little bit conflicted. I, I'm i a little bit stuck in my own head at the moment. So allow me to just okay. kind of vent. We are about to enter the bubble, Lightning. It is unprecedented times. We are on the cusp of the US Open and the players are in lockdown. And I've been seeing some footage emerging that makes me feel like I want to be a part of this bubble lightning. I hate to feel like an outsider and Mm. I see the players enjoying Mm. the sweet benefits of the bubble. And it makes me think I could be there. I could do this. I mean, there's been so many players dropping out. You start to actually, I don't know about you lightning. You start to actually go, yeah, I had tennis (laughs) lessons when I was in grade five and six. And my, my coach thought I had, you know, they, they thought they, they took the check and occasionally said you have, (laughs) <laughs> you have a forehand. <laughs> I wanted to use the P word potential, but it was pretty much you have a racket and a desire to pay me for hourly lessons. So I just start to think, would I want to be a part of this bubble? Putt, putt course, nine holes. Yes, sign mm. me up. Mm. Karaoke room. Yes, sign me and Djokovic up to sing the Bee Gees, I Will Survive and Britney Spears, Toxic. <laughs> Food trucks in a full alleyway where I can just choose whatever gourmet eats I want for this Adonis of a body that I've prepared in my mind for playing tennis. Yes, sign me up. What are we talking about? Are we talking about my local school fate? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This bubble sounds like a dream scenario. There is an arcade parlor, which Andy Murray has already flagged as being the highlight of the bubble. Nothing to do with the fact that he can now play tennis again, couldn't care less. There are multiple golf simulation courses where you can go and just work on your swing, uh, (laughs) your more important swing, that of the golf variety. So I'm I'm just excited about bubble life. But then I think, do I actually want to put in the hours of training and practicing? Probably not. So that's really been the only reason why I haven't signed up to this <laughs> bubble open lightning. But then I started to think deeper lightning. There is a deeper level to this. Mm. And that is, how the freak are they making this work logistically? Yeah. You know, driving food trucks into a quarantine area, I'm fine with. Setting up a putt-putt golf course and making sure all the golf balls and <laughs> magical moving windmills to block your shots are sanitized. I'm on board with that. But my issue is, what the freak are they doing about chair umpires, linesmen, ball kids? I tried Mm. to do some research. I got nowhere. Mm. I entered the dark web. I found some things I wish I hadn't seen. (laughs) But I started to think, what are they doing about chair umpires? Have the chair umpires been with them in quarantine the whole time? The Mm. only thing that would make sense to me, what is the only place you can trust to have vigilance in terms of sanitation? And that is... Mm. A hospital. So what I was thinking was perhaps the lines people are simply <laughs> stressed out and overtired nurses that have a few spare hours that can 
be shipped out to Flushing Meadows and adjudicate a game of which they know absolutely nothing. They're running on fumes lightning. So part of me also thinks players beware, do not screw with a nurse that has been working six consecutive night shifts and literally could not give a toss if it was your second serve, your third serve, or your 15th serve. She ain't having it. She's doing this to put food on the table for her seven children. On the chair umpires, though, Cutters, it's going to make it hard with the rule they've got in place, and that's once in the chair, you don't come back down. So you're there for the whole open. It's, Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They just can't take the risk. Gosh. Minimize spreading. So it, it's kind of like a toddler high chair, I think. They just strap you in and then give you a nod in two weeks' time. Is that a bubble within a bubble? Is that a new technology? <laughs> yes. I mean, are they rocking some sort of Pope Mobile style? So how does that work? Is it like a bank teller where, you know, you have to literally submit a request under a flap if you want to challenge a call? Or what, how does the player approach the bulletproof shield? It's like the Get Smart cone of silence. The player approaches and then a giant dome descends over the player. So I came to the conclusion, what's the safest way of bringing in ball kits as to ensure that you don't infect the player's lightning? Mm -hmm. And I know I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but it's unprecedented times. I don't know if you've heard this before, Lightning, but we are in unprecedented times. Hang on, I'm just writing this Uh, down. That's unprecedented. Yeah, yeah. So... What I thought was, again, what would make most sense, go to your local hospitals, grab all the kids that have Mm. been, you know, patients there for six months or more because we know that they've essentially avoided the virus. Mm. I just think it's brilliant. Like, you know, they're not all going to be terminally ill. Roll them out. You know, how difficult can it be other than the fact that I know, Lightning, you failed to qualify for ball kid training (laughs) Yeah, which I know is yeah. a sore point. Move for on, you back in the, the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I said, it's not that difficult. So let's get these kids and let's get them throwing balls around. And look, I know that there's probably a risk that some of these children will be for the first time out of a hospital in twelve months, looking around, saying, "This was not my make a wish um, <laughs> request." This looks an awful lot not like Disneyland. Um, but I'm sorry, little Bobby, fetch that ball. <laughs> You can just imagine them getting on court and going, Flushing Meadows sounded so much more magical than than this court. I asked to meet Lady Gaga and instead I am literally toweling down an overheated Benoit pair. (laughs) So I'm kind of hearing, Cutters, that this open, it's a different open. We're in a bubble. And for this lead-up tournament, for the North, South, East, West, Northwest, Southeast tournament that they've got also going yes. on in the lead-up to. Yep. And, of course, the other thing that's unique to this open, Cutters, is just how wide open the field is. No one's attending this open. It's only those who've been, mm. you know, contractually obliged to attend this are the only players competing. So I wonder if this year it's worth rebranding Last year, it was called the Us Open. I wonder if this year it's the the Open Closed Open, perhaps, is is a brand worth going with. I think, that's sellable. I think That'll sell, Catters. Perfectly, perfectly appropriate. So, Catters, we're in a bubble, but th- there's one other thing that's, of course, going to be totally unique to this Open, and that's no fans. Giant stadiums, stands, but empty. So, I mean, what's that going to do for the kind of tennis we're going to expect in this Open Closed Open? Yeah, it's an interesting one, Lightning. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about how the players are going to be 
struggling potentially to get up for the big fight because they don't have the buzz of the crowd. But I'm more interested, again, with what's happening behind the scenes. I mean, Mm -hmm. umpires, finally, they don't have to answer to anyone. I mean, the live crowd in many ways holds them accountable. They have to behave in a certain way. They have to maintain decorum around the court. Mm -hmm. So finally, a chair umpire could just... (laughs) tell a player what they really think of them. They could be like, right, I've been putting up with this from you for the last 10 years. No, I will not reverse my call. I will not go back on my decision. I will not sing a duet with you tonight at the karaoke bar. I will possibly have one of your family members murdered. So do not even approach my Perspex bubble again. And then for the ball kids, what's going to happen there? Because we know, again, ball kids thrive on the theater Mm. of a live audience. Mm. Uh, What is a teenager without pressure? I mean, (laughs) a teenager without pressure. I would, if that was the case, if I didn't have parents, I would still be sleeping from that time (laughs) when I was 14. I would never have gotten out of bed. And I'm 37 now. I mean, teenagers thrive on the thrust of the pressure. Mm. How lazy are these ball kids going to be? So we're likely to see lazy kids, half-present umpires, and uh, yeah. half-assed tennis players. That's kind of what we got to, Catters. Yeah, we're really doing well to hype this one up. Um, <laughs> but Lightning, it's tennis. And the beautiful thing right now is that you know the tennis public are essentially a wandering... Jesus, 40 days in the desert. We've been tempted. Satan has come down and tempted us with tennis in the form of the ultimate tennis showdown. But Jesus said, you've got to be kidding me. I wasn't born yesterday. I created the freaking universe. Patrick, I'm Satan, Moritoglu, allegedly. And then, you know, stumbling a few more steps down the thing you know oh yes that that sounds great i'd love to just sit and look out at this lake which is actually a mirage which is actually a corona fueled adriatic tour thank you novak the devil Djokovic. um so now it's like right Enter the Garden of Gethsemane. I know I've skipped a few chapters in the New Testament, but it's time to cash in. Actually, that wasn't the best moment of Christ's life. I've got to find a slightly... Okay, Last Supper without the impending doom. Let's eat, drink, and be merry. Because the US Open brings us real tennis lightning, and that's something to get excited about. Well, Cutters, somehow we've got to do something. We've got limp tennis players, half-assed lines people, and barely present umpires. But I'm sure there's something in this, in in the fact that tennis is back. Tennis is coming. We'll find something, Cutters. We will go, come on, and find what's got us excited. I've got nothing in my head. I'm just really excited, and I want to hug the whole stadium. <laughs> So, Cutters, sure, we've started negatively. We've looked in the rearview mirror, but let's turn around, Cutters. What are we turning towards? Tennis is back. What has got you excited about the fact that in only a couple of days' time, people will be hitting balls to each other? Lightning, one word for you, Williams. What does Williams conjure up in your mind? Mm, Shoe store. (laughs) Mm. Try again. Lightning, (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I'll give you a second word. <laughs> champion. Mm, Williams champion. Okay, you're going to have to play with me in the space a little bit, Lightning. <laughs> Improv was never your strength as a teenager. Yes, Williams, champion Williams. I'm not referring to the Williams of the elderly variety. Venus, mm. it's cute that you're still out there walking stick and all, a la that oracle from the Matrix. I love you. I think you should stick around and keep competing. However, your younger sister, mm. the one who is still mobile and ready to win tournaments. Oh, Williams champion. <laughs> Williams oh. champion. Serena is hunting 24. Mm. And mm. that's what I'm excited about, Lightning. I know it was a long run up to get there. I, I kind of lost you there during the whole <laughs> Williams champion. This is the narrative that we have been on about pretty much since we started the program. And we want to see Serena capture her 24th. She needs to be on the same amount of wins as yours and my favorite, Margaret Court. Yes. The right champion and the champion of rights. And I think... <laughs> We need to see Serena on that same pedestal. And to do that, this is her best chance. Let's face it. Absolutely. You're dead right, Cutters. This is it. Home open. She has cheated by purchasing the very surface that is going to be played on to have it installed in her own house. So essentially, she's hosting the open in her own backyard. Yeah. In her own country. On 24, every other player dropping out. I think the whole installation of a 21,000-seat stadium around the court to <laughs> to replicate Arthur Ashe was a little bit overkill. But when you've got the money, I mean, what else are you going to spend it on? Exactly. She needed to practice playing in front of no fans. So actually simulating <laughs> the conditions She will not be genius. daunted. Exactly. Absolutely brilliant. There is only one thing that could stop her. and Her outfit? Not being able to physically get out of her outfit. That is an absolute possibility, Cutters. <laughs> but I would suggest that with so many players dropping and the fact that they've opened up the open to have anyone apply to come and play, the fact that Margaret Courts actually said, you know what, you've been hunting down 24. <laughs> I'm re-entering. I'm going to make it 25. You know, I look forward to that final. Court v. Williams. Uh, Williams champion, as you suggest. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. But then Serena did hear about this and she had a second court installed in her house, which was a Margaret court. And I thought that was just a brilliant one-upsmanship from her side. <laughs> Lightning, aside from the impending Williams-Margaret court final, what are you looking forward to? It's hard to look past that, to be honest, Gatters. But if I had to, I would suggest for me, it's the open part of the open closed open bit and that is the openness of the men's field in particular we have noted there is no Nadal defending champion mm. there is no Federer because he doesn't have working knees currently there is no Curios there is no you name another half decent player they're not there basically we are left with Joker versus the world now get these cutters statistic for you in the top 32 players in the world, there is only one US Open champion. And that happens to be Novak Djokovic. He is playing a field of chumps. <laughs> However, he has come out this week and defended putting on a tournament in which he aimed to infect all the players in the field. Hello to and all of our disproportionately <laughs> high number of listeners in Belgrade. 
And goodbye to those listeners <laughs> as well. But having now been quizzed as he's landed in New York, would you do it again? What were you thinking? That was totally wrong. Give us a comment about that, Novak. What's he said? He said, I would do it again. And he said he's the recipient of a witch hunt. So why am I excited about this, Catters? I'm excited about the fact that we are about to see a legitimate witch hunt. Djokovic, (laughs) for too long, has been hiding behind the other two of the big three. And those other two have been softening up all these little cronies, you know, giving them a few cheap shots so that when they get to the final to play Djokovic, they're half cooked. I mean, he Mm. has not been playing a fit field for years. He has been... Basically just eating Nadal and Federer's scraps for the last 10 years and therefore has an inflated open record in terms of slam wins. This tournament, Djokovic, no hiding, my friend. You have to play everyone in the field at full strength. No one to soften them up. It's just winner takes all. So everyone is looking at you, ready to take you down. So for me, it's obviously Djokovic's open to lose. But for me, I'm excited about the fact that every other bloke in the men's field is eyeballing him and picking up their pitchfork and going on the Joker (laughs) witch hunt. Again, it comes back to this lightning. What does a post-COVID Novak look like? Because he's had the virus. He's conquered the virus. I mean, is that performance enhancing? The old post-virus kick, the PVK, we don't know what that Mm. does. We don't know what sort of abilities that guy's rocking. Does that mean that he's going to start trolling the players in the bubble? You know, he's beaten COVID. He knows that there's a psychological advantage of the fact that he has absolutely nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. The guy is probably rocking around New York, licking the handrails on the subway, (laughs) having sex with homeless people, doing whatever he wants. Is he going to rock up and at the change of ends, just ask the ball girl to bring him a live bat? And a la Ozzy Osbourne, circa early 80s, just rip the head off the bat, just squeeze the juice into the old gob like some sort of medieval Gatorade and just stare down the camera and say, good luck, you bitches. It's a great call, Curtis. I mean, there's there's obviously been a continual conversation around, is he the GOAT? And, you know, we're not yet aware whether GOATs are likely to spread the next pandemic. So he's someone we need to be keeping an eye on. He, he may or may not be the GOAT, but he's currently eating a live one on court three <laughs> as he meanders his way through a straight sets victory. Year after year, Grand Slam after Grand Slam. I mean, you make it look so easy, and obviously mm. it isn't. How do, how do you keep doing it? Yeah, look, uh, there's no secret behind it, you know. I mean, definitely a very talented player. Cutters, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the fan favourite segment, and that is the fed up and poo down segment in which we look at who is the up-and-comer on the tennis circuit, those who are going to become the next Fed, who are fedding up, and on the other side of the ledger, those who are following the poo marks, the skid marks, if you will, of Mark the Poo Philippusis, and therefore are pooing down catters in this fed up and poo down. Who's your fed up? Well, Lightning, my fed up comes from someone who we haven't actually referenced before. I don't think... 
in this particular segment. Mm. A lot of people would say that if you're a top 20 tennis player, embarking on a rap career is ludicrous, stupid, ridiculous, childish, a complete waste of time. But Lightning, I don't subscribe to that because I've just heard Denis Shapovalov's debut track, Night Train, Mm. and it's a banger. It's an absolute banger. And I just think, what a freaking legend. I mean, this guy has possibly not lived up to his potential yet on the tennis court, but he has exceeded expectations in the studio. This club song banger. Did I mention it was a banger lightning? It's the best way I can describe it. It just it just makes me want to climb aboard this fictitious night train and ride it straight into the side of a mountain. It's it's not that great. I'm going to be honest. He's obviously been hitting the karaoke booth in the bubble and then realizing when that one sycophant turns to him who he's probably paying big bucks and says, you should consider recording that. Chapeau's, <laughs> Chapeau hasn't really taken that time to reflect, has he? So I don't know whether there's actually a recording studio in the bubble lightning that he was mm-hmm. able to go direct to, but it's possible because... As Chapeau has released his lead track, one Diana Yastremska has also released her <laughs> debut track. And Lightning, I can describe as many things, but I think suffice to say, it's a banger. <laughs> it's a good track. I wouldn't call it a favorite track, but Yastremska would because it's called favorite track. <laughs> oh, no. I marvel at the level of ambition of these kids, and uh, good for her. See, that's it. Kids these days, Catters. I mean, Venus, what, 42, and she's in this <laughs> ISO bubble time reinventing her serve. <laughs> yes. Whereas these kidlets, what do they do in their spare time? Should I try and work on a backhand slice? No. No. A hip-hop riff. That's where <laughs> I'm going to invest my time. Oh, I thought Venus was reinventing how she serves cookies to her grandchildren who have been visiting the bubble. <laughs> Look, speaking of players that the results are not going in the right direction, Catters, who's your poo down? My poo down, Lightning, is someone who for a long time I've referred to as the female Sasha Zverev, and that is Eugenie Bouchard. She has dropped close to 400 in the world, and... Again, it gives me no pleasure to see her struggling with her form. But her poo down is because the whole reason why the US Open is being held in a bubble is because they can't afford to not hold the tournament. And why can they not afford that? Mm -hmm. Because Eugenie Bouchard fell on her head in a changing room, which is not funny. And I don't know how serious the accident was, but this was a couple of years ago. And she then since sued the US Open for an undisclosed amount. I believe it could be north of seven figures. And as a result, the US Open is a little cash strapped. And all of the players attending this year's tournament have to sign a monster waiver Mm. that includes absolving the US Open of any responsibility if they die, if they're injured, if they get bored in the arcade parlor. (laughs) Katis, it's incredible that they are now literally having to sign that they will not be held liable in the event of their own death as a result of this court case. 
It's it's ridiculous, right? So Eugenie made a lot of money. Now, I can imagine the debrief with her financial advisor and her personal manager when she received this undisclosed sum of money. I can just imagine how this went. And it would have been her financial advisor saying, look, Eugenie, we've received this multi-million dollar sum. Should we invest in tech? We could go for a more blue chip option. And Eugenie saying, no, 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 I've got this, guys. I'm going to put all of this money into a tennis coaching platform online. Because if there's one thing that the public want to do, it's to be able to hit the ball like the Bouchard. So she has launched in the last couple of weeks said tennis platform. I don't know how well it's going at the moment, but I would not be buying shares in that if I were you. (laughs) And this is how you shank a forehand. (laughs) Lack of self-awareness, I would argue. So she is my poo down. Who's your fed up, Lightning? For me, Cutters, for years, we have heard of the big three. And no one, very few players in the circuit have a winning record against the big three. Very few have even defeated each of them individually. And yet, we have recently found someone who has defeated the big three. But Kat, is not the big three you may be thinking of. I'm not talking the Joker or Nadal or Fed. I'm talking the big three, Anderson, Isner, Apelka. Ah. Each of these three giants of the sport, not by... Nature of their results, skill, looks, intellect, personality, (laughs) IQ, any of the above, giants literally only. These men are 6'8", 6'10", and 6'11", respectively. And my fed-up cutters is the man who took all three of them down in a row, and that is Tsitsipas. Itsy Tsitsi, Mm. the Greek god, had to play all three of these giants – 6'8", 6'10", 6'11", consecutively, and beat them. Apelka, the third of the three, the tallest of the three, he did withdraw, I believe, from altitude sickness, uh, from attempting to nail some of those serves. But Tsitsipas took out all three en route to the final of the Western Southern Open and later said, am I going to make it into the record books for playing the three tallest players on the ATP circuit? No. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't, Sitsi. Uh, yeah, it was a short press conference. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It is surely the sign of a player who isn't yet winning Grand Slams uh, when they're asking, is there any prizes for... Uh, it's pretty pretty funny, isn't it? Is there trophies for that? Uh, my poo down cutters is uh, Dominic Team, mm. the Austrian... Second seed of this recent Western Southern Open and also of the US Open, we're about to see huge raps. Many are seeing him as the only legitimate threat to taking out Djokovic. He's had a fantastic 12 months and well worthy of being the second seed. However, he got absolutely pantsed in this recent Western Southern Open. Playing Serbian Filip Krajinovic, He lost 6-2-6-1 in a little over an hour. A player he should have just wiped off the court. And instead, this guy only lost two service points for the entire match. And on the other side of the fence, Team was broken four times to a player he should have absolutely had his way with. So Team was quizzed in the uh, conference after the match. And he said, I felt like I didn't win any points on his serve. Uh, well, 
As Boston sung, it's more than a feeling. It's tennis statistics. You lost 32 of 34 serves. That's why it didn't feel like you won any points on his serve, you goose. Unfortunately, he also followed that up by saying, will I get in the record books for this serve? Those big platters, do they give those out for losing? (laughs) This is a joke. (laughs) Could we interest you in a career in electronic music, Mr. Team? (laughs) Lightning, just while we're on this segment, I know it's been super successful. And I mean, I cannot keep up with all of the fan mail oh. I've received specifically pertaining to fetting up and pooing down. Mm. I mean, mm. the amount of dog turds I'm finding on my doorstep that I can only assume <laughs> are a direct reference to this segment. Thank you, fans, for the flaming dog turds, specifically the Serbs that are willing to to travel to Copenhagen <laughs> to track me down. It's touching. But Lightning, I just thought it would be remiss of us not to maybe consider a third element to this because we have fedding up, which is the upward trajectory. Mm -hmm. We have the pooing down Mm. of Mark the Scud Philippousis. I'm proposing a third category, which is Sasha Shame, the Sasha Zverev trajectory (laughs) of just being stuck on the bottom of the ocean with a giant iron bar trapping you that feeling of the air coming out of your lungs with nowhere to go it's visceral lightning but i think it's relevant because sasha shame has managed to lose in the first round at the southeast west north north by southwest open uh, the artist formerly known as cincinnati for the sixth year in a row he cannot fire a shot This guy had the audacity to offer his (laughs) theoretical prize money from the Australian Open to the Aussie battlers in Australia. I mean, honestly, it's just farcical. So that's my new proposal, Lightning, Mm. that we just occasionally throw in. Such a shame. Yes, it's it's very fair, Catters. He was bounced out of that Open first round by Andy Murray, when Zvarov had him on toast and he literally capitulated. And I think it's a it's a fair call, Cutters. A new addition to the segment. And I look forward to being surprised by who else features as <laughs> part of the segment each week. Tennis 2.0 Lightning, Tennis 2.0, we love innovations in the game. And when times like these hit, often innovations just rise up out of necessity. So we've seen with the US Open, they've come up with some pretty groundbreaking tech moves. Mm. The one that I wanted to discuss quickly with you was the fact that tennis has taken a leaf out of the NBA's book where they're actually broadcasting fans on plasma screens in the crowd. Mm. They're going to do this at the US Open, but the twist on this is that it's not fans lightning, but it's actually a private tennis box for each of the players. So it's the player's box gone virtual. 
So what we're going to see here is that players have to nominate 16 members of their entourage to feature on plasmas in the crowd during their match. And the whole idea is that the broadcasters would like them to interact somehow. I don't know how that happens. So I just think it's going to be fascinating to see who do the players choose? Is it family members? Is it celebrities? Is it, in the case of Kyrgios, all of his ex-girlfriends? Is that awkward? (laughs) I don't know. It's just throwing up some brilliant scenarios. And the obvious one that came to mind was... What does Medvedev do? Because Mm. I just have a feeling with his Russian links that he could get some hackers involved. (laughs) And if he's playing Djokovic, bring up Fed, Rafa, maybe some statistics, whatever, and just start taunting the opposition. I think that would be absolutely brilliant. Awesome. I'm interested to know what happens with Joker. I mean, he has had an entire career of his wife avoiding being at every major win. (laughs) That's true. How does she avoid it now when she can zoom in from home? Yeah. Uh, You know, I've got a lot of ironing. Uh, You know, the house is filthy. Sorry, Novak. Well, it's going to be interesting because they... Well, how does it work with coaches? You know, does Lendl seize this opportunity and sign up again as Zverev's coach now knowing that he can legitimately (laughs) dial in from the golf course? He's been pushing for this technology for years. <laughs> His would be a little bit easier, though. It's probably just a pre-recorded message. Yeah, just just try and hit the ball. See ball, hit ball <laughs> for brains. <laughs> and furthermore, they're going to also be implementing Hawkeye at a larger scale. Mm. So, in fact, Hawkeye will literally be taking over most of the courts. Yeah. There will be no linesmen. The fascinating thing with what they call Hawkeye Live does away with line judges, but they are inserting recorded voices of human line judges saying, (laughs) out. So I'm interested, Kat, is what are they going to do with that? Whose voice do you have recorded calling out for your tennis matches? I mean, there's no greater authority in these situations than Samuel L. Jackson. So it has to be, (laughs) out, (laughs) motherfucker. Footfall, you worthless piece of <laughs> I'll give you the racket and we'll no, see how many no. times see how many times you can return yourself also. No, you're, you're a professional tennis player, I'm not. Okay. Cat has mixed troubles, an important segment. Of course, we can't be fooled by merely the action on court. We must also look to what's happening. Off court. And Cutters, we've had some tragic news come across our desk this week, and that is the startling revelation that the Woodies, the 11 time Grand Slam doubles champions of Australia, Mark Woodford and Todd Woodbridge, forming the ultimate unbeatable Woodies couple of the 90s and early 2000s, we have heard, Cutters, that they have not been on speaking terms and we were shocked to hear that Mark Woodford living overseas in California basically said we don't speak anymore. The Woodies, our great doubles champions, Cutters, what are we to make of this? This is a tragedy and I I just don't think the listeners outside of Australia will understand the magnitude Mm. of what has rocked the heart of the nation. As Australians, we really only have three things that we can rely on in this world, Lightning. The first was koalas. They're cuddly. They're beautiful. They're riddled with sexually transmitted disease. 
But we saw that we lost most of them in the Great Bush Barbecue of <laughs> 2019. And it's been a bloody tragedy, Lightning. We've lost most of our koalas. Mm. That rocked me. But then the other thing that we can rely on as Aussies is drinking, drinking a beer. Mm. The idea that wherever you live, you're within a 50-meter walk of the local pub where you can rock up and have a pot with your mate Macca or Wazza. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Alcohol will make everything okay. Mm. Can you do that now in lockdown? No. Mm. Thanks to Novak Djokovic, we're all locked in our homes. And I say that projecting because the reality is I'm in Copenhagen <laughs> and I'm out biking eating Danishes left, right, and center, hardly ever wearing clothes because it's a liberal society and I take full advantage of that. But Lightning, this is the third on my list. This was the final freaking straw. We had the Woodies. We believed in them. They brought us so much joy over the years. And just also the fact that, you know, you had the shy school kid, cheeky boy demeanor of Todd Woodbridge matched beautifully with the slightly more prickly ginger ninja Mark Woodford. And it's just a beautiful marriage. You know, it was the idea that the yin and yang, right? To every Woodbridge, there's a little Woodford. And to every Woodford, there's a little Woodbridge. It was just a beautiful partnership. And it's gone sour. And it's got me devastated. Like It's, it's rocked me to my core. I, I don't know how to respond to it. I think it's extremely sad. And the, the biggest issue is that it involves someone from my neck of the woods mm. in being the Swede, Jonas Bjorkman, because I believe the Legends Tour, yes. Todd Woodbridge chose to play with Jonas Bjorkman. Mm. And, you know, if there's one thing I know in life, and I have it literally tattooed on my forearm, is once a Woody, always a Woody. <laughs> it's a tattoo that's got you in trouble over the years, mind you, tattoos as well. <laughs> it has, <laughs> mainly due to the illustration that I added to the right of it, but... Lightning, the fact that Todd Woodbridge thinks it's okay to somehow rewrite history. Mm. Oh, that's okay. It won't be called the Woodies. We'll just call it the Woodman. <laughs> the Bjorkman-Woodbridge combination. The Woodman doesn't work It on any level. It's the freaking Woodies for a reason. You don't ditch a ginger. I'm taking sides here. Mm. Todd Woodbridge, you bastard. You've ruined my childhood. Mm. It's, it's that whole thing that you actually, it starts to erode your memories and you start to go, hang on a second, was Australia good at doubles in the 90s? Mm. I don't know anymore. I, you know, I would normally be consoled by a koala <laughs> as it gives me chlamydia, <laughs> but I can't do that anymore. You'd usually be drinking at a local pub with your koala. <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously, Kat, it's just when you didn't think 2020 could get any worse. I mean- the Woodies are not together. Life starts severing. And, and all the things that they endorsed, I'm left to question. I'm left to question, can I now eat a fruit and nut ski double up? All of a sudden, that's not palatable for me anymore. Love it. I didn't understand a word you're saying, but it was, it's not important. Cutters, it's time to steer this ship home. We are on the verge of tennis. We, had, did, we have not been able to imagine it for months a US Open, the Open Closed Open, is about to commence. I want to know who you think is going to pop out the other side, emergent as this year's crowned champion. Lightning, I am going to tip our great friend Stefanos Tsitsipas to win the men's. Right. 
I think he's due. I think he's been building towards this. For the men's or the women's? I mean, it's that open, I suppose. It's just whoever is <laughs> playing on any day just has a crack wherever they want. Is that just how it rolls this year? It seems like that, but they have kept a loose structure in place. Lightning. Okay. So right. Stefanos Tsitsipas coming off his um, Guinness Book of Records <laughs> set of victories. <laughs> and for the women's, I am tipping Naomi Osaka. Uh, she is looking pretty good. And... I think that Serena is just not going to get it done. No. How about you? Very good calls, Cutters. Be interesting to check back in. For me, this is the first time that we have not seen Federer and Nadal in a major since 1999. It's the first time since Wimbledon 2004 that there was only one of the big three in a tournament. And for me, it is obviously jokers to lose. I am going to tip him to do it. I feel as though there's a lot of question marks around whether this will be a legitimate open, whether there'll forever be an asterisk alongside it. However, I think to survive in the bubble, to survive without crowds, whoever wins is actually going to be still revered as the one who managed to do it against all the odds. I too believe Asaka will actually take out... The women's, and I'll be rooting for her. I'm a big fan of Osaka. For me, my dark horse on the men's side is Medvedev. And mm. on the women's, I'm going way out there, Kat, is Jabeur, a Tunisian. Uh, I think she's only ranked in the 30s, but she is absolutely steamrolling, has an amazing game. Watch out for her. I should also just mention my dark horses. Oh, yes. Thanks yeah, for asking, yeah. Lightning. Mine will be the three-dimensional human personification of Mo from The Simpsons. <laughs> Milos Raonic, which long-term listener Cecil Henriksen from Copenhagen has mentioned this similarity, the physical resemblance. And I didn't believe it, but as he stacked on a few Kenny G's by eating some horses, according to the Italian stallion, who probably thought he was next... Uh, one Milos Raonic is my dark horse. He's in good form. He's one to look out for. And on the women's side, I'm going for Maria Sakari. Mm, yes, yes. She's in the form of her life at the moment. Absolutely. The countrywoman to Stefanos Tsitsipas. How amazing would it be yes, if we yes. could get the Greek double this year? But oh. as unlikely as that would be, I'm, I'm hoping. Totally, totally. Cutters, I do just want to finish by highlighting some news that emerged Naomi Osaka has withdrawn from her upcoming semi-final at the Western and Southern Open to make a statement to stand with other codes such as the NBA and the WNBA and Major League Baseball and soccer who are all postponing matches or withdrawing their matches to stand in solidarity with Jacob Blake who was shot by police officers in the States in Wisconsin just recently and she has come out and said, before I am an athlete, I am a black woman. And as a black woman, I feel as though there are much more important matters at hand that need immediate attention rather than watching me play tennis. So in order to make a statement, she has withdrawn and tennis has followed suit. Tennis has paused play. So Naomi Osaka, we would just like to applaud you for your stance against the ongoing police brutality and the systemic racism that we are seeing. Just wanted to pause and acknowledge that. So a courageous act and one we stand with you in. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, the other news cutters, some sadder news 
In terms of tennis news, the Bryan brothers, who of course hold 16 Grand Slam titles between them, the highest amount of men's doubles winners, including five US Opens, they, at the age of 42, they've retired. They've pulled the plug on playing tennis cutters. So, Not to trivialise the situation, but have they retired as a result of the Black Lives Matters movement? <laughs> no. No. It's okay. not part of their stance. Okay. Because that's, <laughs> no. that's really, really committed. I believe they're in favour of the cause, but no, it was not in relation directly to that. That's, uh, I believe, too, that uh, Federer has also chosen to have surgery on his other knee <laughs> just to make a drastic statement of solidarity. So I thought that was... Uh... That's definitely choosing to take a knee to the next level. <laughs> Oh, too true, too true. I I just want to make a note that the Bryan brothers, I mean, although they're not Australians, have had an amazing career. Oh, crazy. Given what we were discussing earlier, we should not take them for granted. And I found that once uh, our old mates Todd and Mark retired, the Bryan brothers in some ways kind of just managed to fill that woody-shaped hole in my woody. Oh, same, Cutters. Uh, yes, of course, we leave ourselves wide open in saying this, but I mean, for me, the Bryan brothers would be in my top five group of brothers. They're right up there with the Wright brothers and the Blues brothers and the Hemsworth brothers and uh, the Hammer brothers from Super Mario 1, yep. uh, Hanson brothers, uh, right up there. They'd be right up there. So yep, uh, I, I applaud the the Bryan brothers who... Uh, who it's fair to say that whilst they've uh, probably got doubles covered, I reckon the Blues Brothers have probably got them covered in the singles. <laughs> so, Cat, uh, it's time for us to leave you. We will return mid-US Open to review our predictions, to fill you in on all the action so that you are kept abreast of every part of the ins and outs of the Open Closed Open. Until then, however, make sure you review and you... Well, first of all, make sure you listen to our show. After doing that, review it, share it. Please tell your friends, let them in on the secret. That is The Backhanders. You can join us too through Instagram, through the tagline The Backhanders. You can also find us on Facebook. But until then, until you hear from us in a week's time, just make sure that if you are in the midst of a global pandemic but are hoping to host your own exhibition tournament, just remember to be quiet, please.